Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, The Successful Life Podcast, your favorite home services podcast. Hi, I'm Corey Barrier, number one best-selling author of Nine Simple Steps to Sell More Shit. You can find my book on Amazon.com by searching my name, C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R. I'm here to help you open more doors, close more deals, and rock your revenue in your home services company. For companies with customer service teams who are dissatisfied with their current performance, my new solution is a plug-and-play CSR accelerator for home service companies. For example, my CSR accelerator raised the call book rate from 82 to 94% within 90 days. The same company closed $317,456.92 in mess revenue during that same 90 days using my proprietary process. You can go to HVACplumbingSales.com or you can text me directly at 919-896-9999. If I've positively touched your life or business through this show, I'd love to hear from you in the comment section. I want to thank our military today, and I also want to thank the hardest working people in the world, the men and women in the trades. Today's episode is a banger with me, Corey B. It's raw, and we have real talk about kids getting treated like animals in school. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your turn to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and today, folks, you've got me, Corey B. And so look. This is going to be an interesting conversation. It's going to be something a little bit different. Actually, it's going to be astronomically different than what you're normally hearing in this podcast. But I think it's really important to talk about this. And I think it's important for you to think about the questions that I'm going to ask you today. Because some of this stuff was an eye-opener for me. I didn't realize, and maybe that's shame on me, I don't know, but I didn't realize how severe... Um, our kids are being affected in school. And here's what I'd like to say about that. The title of this show is You Can't Say That because there's so many things that we've been told you can say, you can't say, and every day it seems to change. And I think it's frustrating to think that you would expect me to figure out what I'm calling you for the day, right? If it's he, him, she, they, and this is not a, this is not a a dig on the transgender community or the gay community or anything like that. I have a ton of friends that are gay. I don't care if you're gay, straight or whatever. I don't care. But what I do care about is the selfishness that's involved with you taking your stance 
on, for example, there is a child in my 13-year-old daughter's school. I don't know if it's in her class, but it's in her grade, that dresses like a cat at school. And they, in the teachers, refer to her. I don't know how they refer to her, but they treat her like she's a cat, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Now, we've heard this, right? We've seen stuff like this online. We've seen articles about this, but I'll be honest with you. My opinion or my thought process was that I'm, I must be watching some clickbait horseshit. There's no way, there's no way that's really happening. It may be happening in California where they're, everybody's lost their mind. I shouldn't say everybody. It's not really a dig on California, but the governor for sure has lost his mind. And it's California has normalized a lot of this stuff. I, don't, I think it was California. I don't know for sure what state it was that normalized this stuff. But it's interesting because I just have to ask as a listener of this show, if you've got kids, what do you think about that? What do you think about other kids in your child's classroom that wants to be referred to as some kind of weird pronoun outside of he or she? Or a boy or a girl. I don't know why this thing has gotten so convoluted. And I don't understand why. I don't understand why there's so much attention focused on these completely bizarre things. And I do think it's bizarre if you let your child dress like a cat and go to school and act like a cat. I think as a parent, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because you're putting your child at a massive risk for being bullied to the nth degree when all this shit blows over. And you may not see that right now. You may not even, maybe you think this is normal, but it's not. And you know it's not normal. Because if it was normal, everybody would be doing it. But everybody's not doing it. Now, if you watch the news, you might think everybody's doing it because you're watching the news and that's what they're telling you. If you pull your head out of your ass long enough to stay out of the news and actually open your eyes and look around what's going on, this is, here's what's happening. The people that are screaming the loudest about this stuff are selfish, right? It's a selfish cry for attention. That is all it is. You can't tell me that an individual with right with their brain working correctly thinks that it makes sense to let your child dress up like an animal and to call them an animal. Sorry, you can't tell me that majority of people believe that because I know that's not true. Because that's completely ridiculous. It's completely, absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt, ridiculous in my opinion. Now, you may be offended at that. And if you are, you probably don't watch this show, so you're probably not offended because there's most likely, you, maybe you don't know where I stand on this now because this is ridiculous. And let me explain why I decided to talk about this today because I'm not the silent majority. I very much so believe in what I believe. However, the mainstream media and other people, that it's easier to just not say anything, right? It's easier for me to do this podcast and not share how I think about these idiotic things that are going on in our country and you know what it's i can't not say anything anymore because this is crazy this is if you for example 
I think people are just, they're intimidated to stand up. They're scared that they're going to be outcast. And I think, honestly, there's probably a lot of people in the gay and transgender community that probably don't agree with some of this stuff. In fact, I hear all the time about people that don't agree with this stuff. But sometimes I think that society has directed your brain into believing this is how things are going to be and how things should be. And that people that have perverse thought patterns should be edified or they should have a voice when they shouldn't have a voice. If you're dressed up like a cat and you're acting like a cat, you don't have a voice. Cats don't have a voice. So you lost your right to speak when you decided to be a cat, right? Because if you, look, here's the thing. You want the benefits of everything, but you don't want the consequences of what were the things that you do, right? You want equal, everybody to be equal, but yet, especially if you don't have any money, you want everybody to be equal. But yet, if you, somebody comes and takes your shit, I guarantee you don't feel like it should be equal. I guarantee you, if somebody wants to walk in your house like they do in these convenience stores in California and just take stuff out of it, I bet you'll have a change of heart. Everybody's not going to, you're not going to think that everybody should have everything at that point because now they're taking shit from you. But you're not thinking about it like that because you're not in that situation. You're not that guy that owns that, that business in California that has no choice but to allow people to walk in and take stuff and you can't even arrest them. Yeah, that's cool if you're sitting in a $50 million house or a $5 million house and you don't have to worry about those things. It's cool to say, yeah, they should do that. You should distribute your wealth because I know you're not going to distribute yours. These people that are making the laws, these people that are making these rules, they are not distributing their wealth. They're distributing your wealth. They're helping you pay for all these decisions that they make. And that's just a fact. And I'm going to give you a quick example of why that is. I was listening to a really popular podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast today, and Dr. Phil. And you should go listen to that episode because it'll open your eyes about a lot of stuff that I'm talking about here. The average, now if you're my age, I'm 44 years old. And if you're anywhere in the vicinity of my age, then you know that if you got a D in school, that was a 70. If you got below a 70, that was an F, right? A 70 was the lowest grade you could possibly get before you got a failing grade. Take a wild guess what that number is now. So a D in school right now is 44 to 64. Yeah, let me repeat that. 44 is the lowest grade you can get before you fail. You don't even have to get half the answers right. And you still pass. So my point here is, do you think that me going through the way that you and I probably went through, because you're probably around my age, who came out the better end of that? Now, is it harder to have to score higher grades? Yep, it sure is. But the benefit is you become smarter, right? If you have to try harder, then you're going to gain more knowledge. You're going to become more disciplined. However, if you make it easier for people, they're going to become less disciplined, they're going to become less smart, less educated, 
And then guess what? They're going to come and sign up to work at your company here in about five or six or seven years. And then that's where this affects you. This is where you not speaking up about this in your schools. This is where it affects you because now you have to hire these people that are making a 44 and passing their grade. I'm not sure about you, but I can do the math. I don't want somebody working for me that that makes a 44 and still graduates high school. Sorry. Guess what? Majority there is, I shouldn't say majority. I don't remember the exact number, but it was staggering the number of people that graduate high school that cannot read or write. It was like, I think it was like in the 30 or 40% of high school graduates cannot read and write. I'm not sure how you get through third grade without learning how to read and write. I would challenge the school system. What are you doing? What in this world are you doing? Because you can't tell me you're checking to see if that individual, like, how do you not know they can't read and write? How is it that the tests are not able to tell you if they can read or write? Do they not have to read the tests? Do you make it to where they don't have to read? I don't, I'm so confused about this because I, look, when I was coming up, you're not graduating high school, at least from my standpoint, if you don't know how to read and write. I don't know how you get through high school if you don't know how to read and write. I just don't, I don't understand. And this is not me poking fun at people that can't read and write. This is me alarming you that the people that are going to be entering the workforce in your business and in your company serving your customers are not going to be able to read and write. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a business owner. I, if I have a choice to choose between two people that are equally qualified and one of them can't read and write, guess what? I'm not going to hire that person. That's not me being an asshole or or shitty towards people that can't read and write. But guess what? My business is here to make money. And I'm going to try to make as much money as I can with my business. And I'm not going to have somebody on my team that is a C player. I'm not going to do it. And I don't think you should do it. And if you do it, then, hey, maybe that's why you're losing. I don't know. And maybe you think, Corey, you know, those people need jobs. Yes, they do. But they don't have to work for me. They can go work for you. That's fine. And by all means, if you feel compelled to hire that individual after you found out they can't read or write, by all means, you should do that. But I'm not sure what's going to happen when they have to talk to your customer. What happens when they have to write something down that the customer says? Oh, that's right. They won't write it down because they don't know how, right? So they're just going to skip that part. And where does that leave you with about half the information and a crappy sales call? Where's that going to leave your business out of business? That's where it's going to leave. Hey, you take the choice. If you want to be the hero and you want to be the whatever and hire a bunch of people that can't read and write by all means, but guess what? You're going to fail. You can't hire a bunch of people that can't read and write to run your business or you can, but you're going to fail. Think, you know, I know common sense these days aren't, it's not so common, but this is common sense, folks. This is common freaking sense.
And I am baffled at how many people don't have common sense these days. Let me ask you a question. And this is the one question that you can ask yourself in any situation. And you can discern what to do by using this one question. Attention contractors of the Successful Life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com, and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. How is this? Is this, I'm sorry, is this in my best interest? Is what I'm about to say, what I'm about to do, or whatever the decision I'm about to make, is it in the best interest of me? Is it in the best interest of the person I'm going to say it to or do it to or whatever? Is it in the best interest of the company? All right. So does it make sense for you to get pissed off at a customer and tell them to crawl up your ass and leave that job site? Now, in the moment, it may feel like that's the right thing to do. But I can tell you, if you ask yourself, is this the right thing to do before you open your mouth, you won't open your mouth because you know there is zero benefit going to come out of you telling that customer to crawl up your ass. Zero benefit. Except for you're going to feel good for about five seconds to your boss calls you and tells you that you're fired. And now you and your ego are fired. This stuff is going to affect you and all your decisions affect you, good, bad, or indifferent. I am a byproduct of making terrible decisions. I'm also a byproduct of making really great decisions. I haven't always made great decisions, but I make the best decisions that I possibly can right now. The best interest of myself, my family, my business, my wife's business, the you, the listeners, the people that I deal with every day. I have to think about that because the words that we say are powerful. And I know, I know that this, conversation in itself has been a mouthful that you probably weren't expecting because I don't really talk about this very much because a lot of it's noise, but then it hits home because now I find out that there's a cat in my daughter's room. And again, back to what I said at the beginning of this, I just didn't believe this was actually happening. I just really thought this was some crazy idiot on the internet posting some shit to get likes or posting some shit to get clicks. I didn't really believe that we have normal adults running this school up the street, a bunch of Democrats, basically. You can't tell me that, look, and I said it, clear as day. If you agree with the things that I'm saying, you probably are not on that side. Actually, I don't even identify as either one of them because I don't agree with both things on both sides. I definitely believe way more things on the more conservative side, for sure. Do I believe everything? No. I don't really align with a lot on the left. I don't. I think that everybody should have a fair opportunity. And I think that with that opportunity, you get, a, it is, it's an opportunity. You can do what you want to with that opportunity. And if you choose 
to not do anything with that opportunity, then by all means, you need to deal with that. You made that decision to not do anything with that opportunity. Not me, not your boss, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not your husband, not your wife, not your son or daughter. It's your fault. If you made a decision in your life to do whatever that thing is, you have to either live with the consequences or you have to live with the benefits. And I can't make that decision for you, nor am I going to. But I can tell you in my life, I have to deal with the consequences when I make a mistake. And so guess what? You have to deal with the consequences if you make a mistake. And putting your kid in school with acting like a freaking animal is, you know what? Yeah, that's their decision to go to school. But as a parent, it's your decision to give them the right information. It's your decision to instill good habits in your children. It's your decision to make good choices for your kids. Because guess what? They are not capable of making a decision to be a boy or a girl before they're 18. Period. I don't care how they feel. You need to be honest with them and say, these are the, look, I don't care which way you go. I don't care if you sleep with men. I don't care if you sleep with women or both. I don't give a shit. But I do give a shit if you're not giving people the right information so they can make the right decision. Because if you've left it the decision up to your 13-year-old, they're going to make a decision of a 13-year-old. And I don't know about you when you were 13. Maybe you were responsible. But I highly doubt it because nobody's responsible at age 13 years old. Or 14 years old. Or 15 or 16, and shall I go on? I'm pretty sure you can remember a decision that you made when you were that age that you wish you hadn't have made. I guarantee you have those. Everybody has that instance in their life. Now, thank God those things, those decisions didn't affect my whole life like it would if I decided to go to school dressed like an animal or even even making a decision to go to school dressed like anything other than you are before you know what the consequences or the benefits of that are. And maybe that is you. And if it is, by all means, do your thing. But I just don't think at 13 years old, you know that. You don't know what the future holds. You don't know the decisions that you make today are going to affect your life down the road. I listened to a transgender person who switched over at, I don't know what age they were. They were young. I'm talking like, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old. And they weren't given the right information because now their hormones are completely destroyed. When I say completely destroyed, totally destroyed. They don't live a normal life now. And at this point, this individual now doesn't have the ability to have children because of a decision that he or she, I can't remember, made at 12 or 13 or whatever the age 
was. And so as a parent, you have to think about these things and you have to think about how it's going to affect your child moving forward. And if you're so irresponsible that you can't make that decision, then you're going to have to live with the consequences. And those consequences are going to be catastrophic if you've let your child make these crazy decisions at age 13 or 14, whatever age. So I don't care if you're offended about this. I don't care. I do not care. But what I do care about is that act like a parent. Stop letting your children make decisions for themselves at 12 years old. They're not adults. They're not going to be adults. Their brains are still forming. It doesn't matter how adult-like you think they are. They're still 13 years old, and they're going to make 13-year-old decisions. And 13-year-old decisions are not the same as an 18-year-old decision. Hence why they say you got to stay with your parents until you're 18, right? There's a reason why that is in place. And I'm sh- I guess everybody forgot that you've got to be 18 before you're, you can leave your house without your parents signing off. Now, I don't know if that's still true, but I think that's still true. I'm pretty certain that's still true with North Carolina anyway. Look, you don't have to take any of this stuff and do anything with it. But I think it's important that if you look, your kids are looking at you for guidance. They're, you're the person that they look at. You're the person that they emulate. So maybe you should think about that. If your kid is acting funny or acting completely abnormal, maybe you should look into that and not think about for a second, oh, maybe they're just, maybe they're just going through a phase. Maybe they're getting the shit kicked out of them at school and you don't know because you're not asking any questions. Maybe they're kicking the shit out of somebody else at school, but you don't know because you're not asking questions. Either way, you need to ask better questions because if you're not informed, you can't make good decisions. Kind of like a 13 year old. If it's the same difference. Anyway, I've ranted about this long enough. So you should tie this to your business because guess what? You're going to be hiring these people. You're going to be hiring these people that have their own opinions, their own selfish agendas, and you're going to have to deal with that crap. So if we don't do something about this, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. There's just too many people being quiet so other people are comfortable. Let that sink in. Too many people are being quiet so other people can be comfortable. I don't get it. The comics right now, stand-up comics, stand-up comedians are being censored because of the stuff that they say. They're comics. They're supposed to make fun of you. They're supposed to make fun of everybody because it's funny. But now, because of this woke bullshit, people are not saying what they believe. Now, some people are. And guess what? They're going to be winning. The people that are speaking up are going to win. Whether you believe it or not, that's what's going to happen. So we'll see you guys on the other side. 
you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.